as God intended. Let's go. Healing Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. I'm your host, Dr. Brian Artis, and thank you so much for listening. Remember to tell all your freedom friends they can join us live in the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network and via recorded broadcast at AmericaOutloud.com on the iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Pandora networks. Just download the America Out Loud phone app for Apple, Android, or Alexa, whatever you need to listen at your leisure. Looking for Healing Radio today is being sponsored by GlobalHealing.com, simply the finest, most potent, most effective natural medicines in the world today. Feel the difference. Integrity and love for medicine making can make for you. Go to GlobalHealing.com and enter promo code out loud to discover the medicine God intended for us all. Get incredible deals and find Global Healing and all of the wonderful AOL sponsors at AmericaOutloud.shop. Healers, we have a great show for you today. I'm going to actually be discussing with you some things I studied over the weekend. I hope you guys had an incredible Thanksgiving, by the way, with your families. Those of you here in the United States and those that celebrate Thanksgiving, uh, knowing we have a global audience, which is very exciting and very humbling for myself. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. There's been a massive effort for the last four years that I've spoken on many, many times, and it's been observed by everybody listening to the show, I'm sure. There's been an attempt to prevent free assembly of individuals all over the world. There's power in numbers, powers in laughter, powers in time spent. And I hope everybody was able to to take advantage of the opportunities of this holiday, Thanksgiving, to show gratitude and love for the individuals that are in your lives and were able to spend a valuable time with them. And I hope that was uplifting. It's just been amazing to me to watch what they attempted to do over the last four years, which was to break our spirits and our wills uh, and to create distrust even around those we love and admire and our family members. So I'm hoping uh, every time there's an event or an activity where family can be together, friends can gather. I hope you all ignore the trepidation, the hesitation to go be around other people because you have been convinced by the mainstream media to not have faith or trust in individuals uh, with the fear that either they're not vaccinated could be shedding on you. If they are vaccinated, I just hope all of you have uh, kissed that to the wind and said, you know what? I'm going to be great for my family. I'm going to be great for my loved ones. And I will not show fear, confusion, panic or confusion. And I hope you guys take that uh, into account for every holiday, including the one coming up next, which will be the Christmas and New Year's holidays. All right. Well, that's enough of that, but uh, I hope you all did have a great Thanksgiving. All right. Now, I actually took my family to Atlanta, Georgia, and spent time with my family there. And my kids had never been there, so that was a great experience. Coming back home, getting ready for this radio show, uh, I was actually doing some uh, research over the weekend in my quiet time, which wasn't much, but uh, one of the things that we did last week on looking for healing radio was discuss each day we took a each of the hosts took a different vaccine and we wanted to do some educating for everybody on um, specific vaccines last monday i actually took on the hepatitis b vaccine i hope you guys enjoyed that if you didn't listen to that that is last monday uh, 
and I was the host of that show, but I want to make sure that you guys go back and look at that or share that with loved ones. Uh, and also, if you have any questions, you can write in. But that was all about the hepatitis B vaccine. And for a highlight and review, yeast proteins found in every single one of the hepatitis B vaccines, for example, one of the things we discussed there, yeast proteins are actually published to be ingredients in every single hepatitis B vaccine. Hepatitis B vaccines containing the yeast proteins, there was a scientist that actually in Japan and Asia decided to test what does yeast proteins do in mammals. So they injected it into mice at the same amount based on body weight of the amount of yeast proteins in human vaccines. And to the scientist's shock, they discovered that within just a few weeks to a few months, each of the animals would develop vitiligo, which is loss of pigment of their skin. They would develop uh, hyper hypothyroidisms. They would develop autoimmunity like lupus. Seriously, they figured out that they could create lupus with uh, yeast proteins injected into mammals. And ju juvenile rheumatoid arthritis or rheumatoid arthritis. So those are just some of those. And then narcolepsy was a published side effect of the hepatitis B vaccine also. So I'm not really sure there's very many people who gave birth to their children and said, you know what? I want to make sure my kid has every risk factor available to him to be a narcoleptic, loses pigment of his skin to destroy him emotionally and physically and spiritually. And hopefully they develop autoimmune diseases that create pain throughout their body, like systemic lupus, erythematosus, or rheumatoid arthritis. And since I don't need, don't know any parents who would have actually made those claims or wishes for their children, I'm going to go ahead and assume that none of them want to have uh, those occurrences with their own children. So and to avoid that, make sure you don't vaccinate your kids ever, especially for the, hem the hepatitis B vaccine. All right, we're going to start with uh, the flu shots today. we got to talk about the flu shots. And the reason why is because I don't know if y'all are aware, this is also National Flu Vaccine Awareness Month or week. Did y'all know that? So they have these national holidays, and this is actually National Influenza Vaccine Awareness Month or week, one of the two. And as a result, uh, I had to make sure that I was ready because every interview this week and every podcast I create for my own Dr. Artist show it's going to include the overlapping theme of this awareness month or week of the flu shots. All right. So we're going to go through the flu shots uh, just as a history so that everybody knows. If you go to the cdc.gov website and you type in vaccine schedules, you're going to pull up children's schedules. Okay. So from birth to 15 months old, they have a chart, the influenza vaccine, start to be actually distributed at six months old. And what they recommend on the schedule is annual vaccines for the flu. Either one or two doses is what it says. That's for the birth to 15 months old. All right. So they're telling you that upon birth at six months old, flu shots should start being administered to children. Then between 18 months to 18 years, because that's a year after the six months, when they recommend getting the flu shots, the flu shots then are recommended every year from 18 months until 18 years old, either one or two doses. Now, that's important to know because that's 18 shots before the age of 18 years old. Okay, so they're telling you and parents and grandparents and your patients, if you're a pediatrician, for example, that the babies 
And every child in your practice and every child in your family needs to be vaccinated from six months old and then every single year till they're 18. This is the schedule. They need to be vaccinated every single year. Now, I find that interesting because the only two charts are zero to 18 months and then 18 months to 18 years. And then after that, I guess they don't recommend these shots. Just kidding. They do every single year, even for the elderly. All right. So. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to actually take you through the individual flu shots, and then I'm going to tell you some of the ingredients in there, and then I'm going to go into those. And why does I have a problem with them? And then what you're going to do for yourselves. All right. So I have a actual mission statement. I'm not sure everybody's aware of here uh, with my platform, the Dr. Artist Show. So I created a mission statement, and now anybody that works for me helps to support our efforts. Uh, they have to know what our mission statement is. So our mission statement is this. This is my mission statement. And anybody that works for me, they carry the same mission. My mission is to create doubt in big pharma and faith in natural medicine. So in creating doubt in big pharma, it is a natural tendency for me to find the deceptions for some reason in research studies. I love it. I always think the medical profession is lying to us and you got to go peel away the layers of lies to be able to get to the truth. All right. So one of the layers of lies would be and deception would be not making every patient aware that these shots they need every single year of their 18 year old children's lives. Uh, these, these children need these flu shots every year and not telling you what's in it is a great disservice. All right. So I'm going to, take you through what's actually on the list of, of contents in the vaccine for the flu. And the reason why I'm going to do this is, is for the rest of our lives, all of you listening to this radio show, you're going to, you're going to run into people that are going to tell you, did you, or ask you, did you get your flu shot? Did you get your flu shot? And you're going to believe. And so is everybody else talking to you and in your life and circles of influence, you're going to, they're going to tell you that the flu season is annual. Therefore, everyone needs a flu vaccine every single year. All right. Well, before I start getting into the uh, illogical side of that argument about the flu vaccines, we might as well go through the factual stuff about the vaccines. Why? The factual side may actually create enough doubt in big pharma and a big enough doubt in the flu shots that you may never get it again. And that's the very first part of my own personal mission worldwide to create doubt in big pharma. All right. So here we go. There is one, the first, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine different flu vaccines listed on the CDC's own website. If you go to cdc.gov and you search for vaccine excipients and excipients, is E-X-C-I-P-I-E-N-T. If you look up vaccine excipient summary CDC, it'll pull this up as the first link. And so this is a four-page document that explains what the vaccine excipient summary is. And this is for all vaccines in the U.S. And that's what it says, excipients included in U.S. vaccines. And then it states here under the the title excipients included in the United States vaccines by vaccine. This is the subtitle of this article. 
this document, it reads, in addition to weakened or killed disease antigens, such as weakened, killed, or parts of viruses or bacteria, vaccines contain very small amounts of other ingredients called excipients. And they state that these excipients are added to a vaccine for a specific purpose. They're either used as preservatives to prevent contamination. For example, thimerosal, it reads, thimerosal is mercury poisoning. Adjuvants is another term of, a, of another example of a vaccine excipient. The adjuvants help to stimulate a stronger immune response. For example, aluminum salts, they state, which, by the way, aluminum is another heavy metal, just like mercury. So mercury and aluminum, both are <laughs> additives to vaccines, now they're telling you. And then they have what are called stabilizers. These are to keep the vaccine potent during transportation and storage. And for example, they state it includes sugars or gelatin. Now, that's great. They, if they had sugars to uh, vaccines to stabilize them, did you know that sugars suppress the immune system? They actually shut off the immune system. So to inject it inside somebody, I'm not really sure that preservatives, for example, mercury, additives, for example, aluminum, which are both neurotoxic, and then stabilizers like sugar that suppress the immune system. I'm not really sure how I see these benefit a baby or adult's life here in America to fight infections. All right. On this actual summary, there are nine different flu vaccines, and these are their names. So you have what's called the Afluria vaccine, which is the trademark name, the brand name, Afluria, A-F-L-U, Afluria, Afluria. <clears throat> and it contains, they state, sodium chloride. Now, what is sodium chloride? That's salt water. Now, looking at the, this is the vaccine excipient summary from the CDC. They state sodium chloride, salt water, and then mo monobasic sodium phosphate. So phosphates, I'm not sure if y'all know this, but phosphates are what they use to treat scaling on the inside of our pipes so they use phosphates in our water treatment facilities to peel away heavy metal buildup calcium buildup you name it lead cadmium arsenic in our pipes that's what helps pull that off uh, that's a really harsh chemical and then they list uh, that there is also al oval ovalbumin ovalbumin does anybody here even know what ovalbumin is? I'll tell you what it is. Did you know that's the white part of an egg? You know, you heard egg yolk, egg white. I don't know about y'all, but the very first ingredient that makes any English sense as an ingredient is egg white. Now, I have a question for all of y'all. Why are they injecting us with egg white? Uh, have you guys ever heard that people have chicken allergies, allergies to chicken, allergies to eggs? They're injecting us with egg protein. The very next ingredient is sucrose. Sucrose is sugar. Sugar is immune suppressant. So they're injecting you with something that suppresses the immune system. Then the very next ingredient listed for afluria is called neomycin. Do you guys know what neomycin is? Did you know that neomycin is anything that ends with myosin is an antibiotic? And do you know that antibiotics treat only bacterial infections? Did you know that the flu is not a bacteria? Did you know that the flu is a virus, supposedly? And do you know that it is published? If you look up neomycin on Wikipedia, do you know what the very first statement is? It says neomycin is an antibiotic that does not treat viruses. 
isn't that funny and is ineffective against viruses now i find that funny they put a antibiotic that treats bacteria that is not effective and is ineffective against working against viruses yet it's inside of a viral vaccine for the flu all right now either these people don't know what they're doing or knowing what they're talking about but uh that doesn't seem very smart and then there's also polymyxin and beta propiolactone which i'm not really sure but i wouldn't be injecting any derivative of a dairy product into my baby's arms and then they have hydrocortisone listed do you guys know that hydrocortisone by the way when they do experiments with hydrocortisone which is a corticosteroid like prednisone do you know that when they inject that into mice that it causes them to have spinal cord diseases do you know the very first sentence of a hydrocortisone study from the early 2000s reads it is common knowledge that hydrocortisone causes spinal cord diseases in young people well they start giving this vaccine to six-month-olds anybody heard of spina bifida spina bifida occulta anybody heard of any of those things what about thimerosal that's the next ingredient thimerosal is mercury mercury poisoning is actually indicated in every cancer known on earth no baby on earth needs to have thimerosal mercury poisoning injected into their body nor do i think hydrocortisone should be injected inside of babies too knowing it has a detrimental side effect to spinal cord development all right i'm dr brian artis this is looking for healing radio we will be right back after these messages the buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health global healings foreign protein cleanse detoxes your body removing the spike proteins allowing your body to repair from within Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org.
Welcome back. Looking for Healing Radio is also sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing students just like you. The best way to be free is to be healthy. Learn how at www.energetichealthinstitute.org. Holistic nutrition, fasting, detoxification, art of cellular healing, and so much more. Join the EI family and let's make tomorrow amazing. Go to www.energetichealthinstitute.org. All right, everybody. My name is Dr. Brian Artis. I hope you guys, uh, once again, had a great Thanksgiving. I hope that you guys are tuning in Monday through Friday here at America Out Loud Radio Network, listening to myself, Dr. Brian Artis, Nicola Burnett, Dr. Jana Schmidt, and Dr. Henry Ely, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time. <laughs> had to get those, those <laughs> times right. All right, let's continue here. I'm on the vaccine excipient summary on the CDC's website for the flu shots. All right, so we just reviewed a fluria, which is the influenza shot or flu shot that has in it egg white listed as ovalbumin, which is egg white, sucrose, which is blood, which is sugar, 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 which suppresses the immune system, neomyosin sulfate, neomyosin, all drugs that end with myosin, like vancomycin, neomyosin. Uh, these actual drugs are antibiotics for treating bacterial infections. Now, my question for you would be, why do they have an antibiotic inside of a viral vaccine? I thought they said the flu was a virus. Isn't that interesting? And do you know that neomyosin, look it up on Wikipedia, it actually says on the very first paragraph, last sentence, neomyosin and all antibiotics are ineffective against viruses. Well, why'd you put it in a viral vaccine? So weird what they know and still don't care. All right. And then they, they list hydrocortisone, which is steroids <laughs> inside these shots for kids, the flu shot, and then thimerosal. And it actually has in parentheses, this is a multi-dose vial with thimerosal, which is mercury poisoning. What is mercury poisoning uh, correlated to? Every known cancer on earth, every periodontal disease, mouth and oral disease, every neurological disease, uh, every defect in children, uh, neurological dysfunction, ADD, ADHD, autism. Autism's a big one. I'm not really sure why anybody wants mercury tied to autism injected into your babies every year starting at six months old. I didn't have a child because I wanted it to be neurologically damaged, but that's what these shots will do. All right, then the next flu shot is called Fluad, F-L-U-A-D. In the very, all the ingredients are squalene. I'm not going to get into squalene side effects. Just know it's a chemical manufactured by factories. I'm not really sure we need that injected into our bodies. Polysorbate 80 is the second ingredient. Polysorbate 80 is actually the ingredient used to actually punch holes in your blood brain barrier. Now, to give some pretext, did you know the blood brain barrier is the most uh, dense? strongest tissue in the human body that God created and put in there. And do you know that it's tensile strength and the close knitting of the tissues of the blood brain barrier are so tight that it doesn't allow any toxins to get through to your brain. God actually put the blood brain barrier. So it's called to protect the brain. Why did God make the strongest tissue of the body to protect the brain and spinal cord? because they're so important. They control the whole body's function inside of your flu shots. They want you and your children to take every single year of your life up until the age of 18 years old and all adults starting at 60 every year. 
The second ingredient is polysorbate 80, which punches holes in the blood-brain barrier, which allows now anything else that's in this shot to get inside your bloodstream and any other poisons you're being exposed to in your environment, food, water, air, and topically cosmetics. It allows those things to transfer past the blood-brain barrier and get into your brain where it can do its damage to create everything you're going to think of, dementia, MS, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, ALS, uh, you name it, many heirs, disease, and a whole bunch of things. All right, so we're going to keep going here. Citric acid is the next ingredient. I find that one interesting only because citric acid is added to a lot of food products and nutritional supplements because citric acid punches holes in your gut blood barrier to get the ingredients, for example, in five-hour energy. That, that's that. That actual product is loaded with caffeine. Caffeine is a stimulant. And in order to stimulate your body with the caffeine to wake you up, you have to get it past your gut blood barrier and get it into your bloodstream where it can affect your heart, adrenals, kidneys, you name it, brain to improve your cognitive function with caffeine. So you need something to punch holes in the blood brain barrier. Well, and the gut blood barrier. So in this shot, Fluad, they have both polysorbate 80, which weakens and push, punches holes in your blood-brain barrier. And then you have what is called citric acid in a shot, which is designed to punch holes in the gut-blood barrier. <laughs> they have that in there too, which is interesting because you don't swallow the shot. You actually inject it into your arm. Well, why do you need that? To get past the gut-blood barrier, you don't. You've already passed the gut-blood barrier. You skip the gut altogether. You just inject it into their bloodstream. The next actual ingredient is neomycin. Now, neomycin is an antibiotic that actually treats bacterial infection. And bacterial infections, like I just reviewed before the break, do not treat viruses. They only treat bacteria. The very next ingredient inside of the Fluad vaccine is what's called canamycin. K-A-N-A-M-Y-C-I-N. And in, on Wikipedia, it actually states that canamycin, often referred simply as canamycin, is an antibiotic used to treat severe bacterial infections and tuberculosis. It is not a first-line treatment. It is used by mouth, injection into a vein, or injection into a muscle. Canamycin is recommended for short-term use only, usually from 7 to 10 days. And as with most antibiotics, I quote, it is ineffective in viral infections. Well, I'd like to know why are they injecting this into babies starting at six months old for the flu, which is a virus? Why are they injecting you with a canamycin antibiotic, which they even openly publish is ineffective against viral infections? And I'm going to continue reading here because this one ingredient in the flu shots is in a bunch of these flu shots, antibiotics, canamycin, for example, it reads common side effects include hearing and balance problems. Oh, really? How many of you knew that babies every year starting at six months old are they recommend to get flu shots? How many of you knew that there was an ingredient inside of the flu shots called canamycin? And how many of you knew that canamycin causes hearing problems and balance problems? And I don't know about y'all, but starting at six months old, I remember my kids were crawling, trying to stand up, learning how to walk by the age of one to one and a half. 
Uh, why would you want to inject something that you know has published common side effects of damaging hearing and balance with babies learning to crawl, stand, walk, sit? Not really sure it's a good idea. Then it continues that other common side effects include kidney problems. Canamycin is not recommended during pregnancy as it may harm the baby. Okay, now this is on Wikipedia, second paragraph. Canamycin is not recommended during pregnancy as it may harm the baby. Do you know they recommend this starting at six months old? But they state right here that this antibiotic is not recommended during pregnancy because it might hurt the baby. Okay. Uh, you're still a baby at six months old. Why are they recommending this shot <laughs> to them? And then it says it's likely to be safe during breastfeeding. Canamycin is in the aminoglycoside family of medication. It works by blocking the production of proteins that are required for bacteria to survive. Canamycin, it states, was isolated in 1957 by Hamiomizuwa from the bacteria called Streptomyces canamycitisis. It was removed from the World Health Organization's list of essential medicines in 2019. And it should be no longer marketed in the United States. Interested. I wonder why they don't market it anymore in the United States and why it's still on the CDC schedule. All right. They continue to list here that canamycin should be used with caution in newborns. Hmm, interesting. Why don't they consider a six-month-old newborn? Caution in newborns due to the risk of increased drug concentrated concentration resulting from immature kidney function. So they're going to blame the children's kidneys not healthy enough to actually handle the detoxing of this drug. It also says, says that canamycin is a pregnancy category D in the United States. Canamycin enters breast milk in small amounts. The manufacturer therefore advises that people should either stop breastfeeding or stop canamycin. The American Academy of Pediatrics considers canamycin okay during breastfeeding. Side effects include... GI effects, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, musculoskeletal effects, myasthenia gravis. I'm assuming if you don't know what myasthenia gravis is, we should do a show on that. This is a side effect of an ingredient inside the flu shots. Neurological effects include headache, paresthesia. You know what paresthesia is? Being paralyzed. Blurry vision. That's good for a baby, I'm sure, while they're learning to walk and recognize faces. Neuromuscular blockade. Oh, you can block entire nervous system parts of the body. And then metabolic effects of this drug include malabsorption syndrome. How many people do you know said, I cannot wait to have a baby I can create that's nutritionally deficient? None that you've ever met. But that is those ingredients inside the COVID-19, sorry, flu vaccines. Now I want to go back to the excipient summaries. All right, so that's Fluad. I haven't even gotten through all the ingredients yet. You got polysorbate 80 which damages the blood-brain barrier, citric acid that weakens the blood, sorry, gut-blood barrier. If you haven't heard of leaky gut syndrome, this is what they're talking about with citric acid. It causes leaky gut. And then we get into neomycin as the next ingredient, antibiotics that don't work against viruses. Canamycin, which is ineffective against viruses and not recommended for babies, nor during pregnancy because it can damage the baby's health. Hydrocortisone is the next ingredient, which is published as a steroid to cause damage to young people's spinal columns. That's where your spinal cord is. The next ingredient in the fluad is vaccine is egg protein. I don't know if y'all know this, but did you know that a lot of people have chicken allergies, egg allergies, 
And do you know that those are live with allergies consistently because they've been injected with DNA from chickens? Do you know why chicken eggs are what people show allergic to chicken eggs? It's because for decades, most vaccines were grown or cultured inside of chicken eggs. Now, in the last two years, I've actually learned from a guy named Kenneth Spears. I'll give him some credit. He actually came on my show and did we did an entire show on the Dr. Artist Show podcast. And he took me through and showed me video evidence to our audiences of what are called snake villages in China. And these China villages called snake villages, all they do is collect eggs from snakes. And they give those to drug manufacturers for the manufacturing of vaccines for children. 90% of all vaccines are manufactured in China. All vaccines that we use here in America, including these I'm talking about, these flu shots. Did you know that uh, they are growing the content, the the components of these vaccines they're putting in all Americans? Did you know 90% of them are now cultured inside of snake eggs? So when they tell you in the flu shot there's egg protein, now you know what it comes from. It comes from snake eggs. And then the last ingredient listed for the flu shot is formaldehyde. Now, on the opposite end of our commercial break, I'm going to get into what formaldehyde is published to do to the human body uh, as a side effect. And the reason why we're going to do that is formaldehyde is found in one, two, three, four, five of the nine vaccines for the flu. So I want to make sure you guys know why it's in there and why it shouldn't be in there and why we shouldn't trust it. All right, so we'll get into that here in just a minute. The very next flu vaccine is Fluarix, F-L-U-A-R-I-X. What's inside of it? The very first ingredient is called Triton X100, called Octooxinol. <clears throat> I haven't even had time to look that up, but doesn't sound good. Polysorbate 80 is the third ingredient. It's also called tween 80, polysorbate 80, punches holes in your blood to bring a barrier, hydrocortisone, causes spinal cord defects in young people, ovalbumin, egg whites from chickens injected into your body will create egg allergies, formaldehyde, which is a known poison and is an embalming fluid for our cells, right? All right, now let's go to flu block, F-L-U-B-L-O-K. That's the next flu shot. That includes polysorbate 20, which also punches holes in the blood-brain barrier. And then it includes something called baccalovirus. Can you believe it? They have baccalovirus in there, which is not the flu. They have a virus in there that's not the flu. Then they include baccalovirus and cellular DNA along with Trident X100. All right. So this is what's in the flu back, flu back shot. And then we get down to flu cellvax, F-L-U-C-L-V-A-X. And this is not a joke. Do you know the very first ingredient is Madden Darby canine kidney cell protein? The very first thing in the flu cellvax, flu vaccine for children and adults. First ingredient, Madden, M-A-D-I-N, Darby, D-A-R-B-Y, canine kidney abbreviated mdck i don't know about you but as a parent if somebody walked up to you and poured onto a spoon kidney cells from dogs would you feed that to your kid would you go oh i think kidney cells from dogs are great protein for my kid 
No, you would not. Nor would you ever say, yeah, please inject kidney cells from dogs into my baby, please. Well, the flu cell vax also has in it polysorbidity, which punches holes in your blood-brain barrier. It also contains MDCK cell DNA, which is the same dog DNA. And then it has ammonia and bromide and thimerosal, which is mercury poisoning. All right, so that's what's inside that flu shot. I'm only through halfway of the flu shots. And in the next segment, I'm going to get into what are the cures and prevention strategies for the flu, which they tell you is a seasonal virus every single year. Then we'll talk about some of the things I learned over the weekend also about flu shots, viruses, and venom. We'll be right back after these messages. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with Oxy Powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why Oxy Powder is our number one seller. It works. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. All right, healers, we're back. This segment's going to be brought to you by thedrartistshow.com. Go to thedrartistshow.com. You might want to purchase the foreign protein cleanse. Why we're talking about the flu right now. Do you know that all flu viruses, any virus in the entire world are considered enveloped or non-enveloped foreign proteins, which is why we created the foreign protein cleanse to help you try to neutralize, detoxify as much as possible foreign proteins, which include viruses, bacteria, yeast, venoms. And so, uh, glyphosate included. We got to neutralize that stuff and get it out of the body as much as possible. They're trying to poison us and kill us so and keep us sick. So we buy into their drug narrative. And I am here to create doubt in big pharma. So here we go. Y'all ready? We're going through the flu shots. I'm going to continue here down the list of flu shot ingredients. And I told you I would actually go into formaldehyde. 
on the opposite side of the break. Okay. So during the break, I wanted to go ahead and look up what are some of the, what is a list of effects on humans of formaldehyde, which is listed as an ingredient in most of the flu shots that they tell us every child and adult needs to have from the age of zero to 18 years old and every year after the age of 60. All right. Now, this is an actual document on the NIH's website, the National Library of Medicine. All right. And it is titled Formaldehyde, an Assessment of Its Health Effects is the actual book and title. And what they're going to do here is actually go through a list of studies that were conducted using formaldehyde in aerosol versions and orally swallowed. All right. Physiological endpoints for this this document titled Formaldehyde, an Assessment of Its Health Effects on Humans. This stuff is in our vaccines that they're injecting into people. It states here under the titled paragraph, Physiological Endpoints. It reads, acute ingestion of formalin, a type of formaldehyde, by humans has resulted in loss of consciousness, a coma, vascular collapse, stroke, aneurysm. Your arteries and blood vessels are collapsing. You can't put blood. Pneumonia, hemorrhaging nephritis. This is hemorrhagic nephritis. Nephritis means kidney inflammation or pain. Hemorrhagic means you're bleeding to death. Your kidneys are bleeding out. And then check this out. It lists that an acute ingestion of formalin also causes abortions. Did y'all know that? Did you know that formaldehyde causes abortions? And did you know that formaldehyde is inside your flu vaccines? I wonder how many other formaldehyde-containing vaccines are being given to women during their pregnancy to cause abortions during this infertility agenda of the mighty elite. All right. It also is listed here under physiological endpoints, formaldehyde effects in humans. Formaldehyde is an ingredient in the flu shots. Formaldehyde has occasionally injured the larynx and the trachea. The larynx is what you talk with, your voice box. The trachea is what you breathe with, the air pipe. But damage to the the gastrointestinal tract occurred primarily in the stomach and lower esophagus. You ever heard of Barrett's esophagus? Barrett's esophagus is the precursor to esophageal cancer. How many of you know that almost 99% of everybody gets esophageal cancer dies? It also lists here that fatalities have resulted from ingesting as little as 30 milliliters of formalin. The use of formaldehyde to devitalize dental pulp, kill dental pulp, has produced paresthesia. Do you know what paresthesia is? That means formaldehyde has the ability to paralyze you. That means it's paralyzing your sensation to touch. You can't feel nothing. It also is implicated in dental work, injecting formaldehyde in the mouth. It causes soft tissue necrosis, death of your skin, gums, muscle, fat, you name it. And then it says it sequesters bone formation. Huh, that's interesting. Did you know you can't make bone if you have formaldehyde being injected in your body? Do you know what every baby six months old to a year and every year up until 18, do you know they're growing more than anything? bone to support their growth. Then it states here that formaldehyde uh, also associated with an outbreak of hemolytic 
anemia among hemodialysis patients. So during dialysis, it's reported that formaldehyde causes hemolytic anemia. Well, how many Americans are anemic and how many of them are on dialysis? Did you know that skin contact with formaldehyde is published to cause irritation and allergic dermatitis? You know, it looks like eczema. Did you know eczema sensitivity to formalin in nurses who handled thermometers had been immersed in a 10% solution of formaldehyde? This was reported in 1952 that nurses who touched formaldehyde cleansed utensils with a 10% solution of formaldehyde, that they developed eczema. They also found an outbreak of eczema inside of dialysis units, kidney filtering units, with a 2% formalin solution was used to sterilize open tanks. Interesting. But they want to inject this inside of babies. Dermatitis has been reported after contact with nail hardeners, textiles, resins, and formaldehyde. Hmm. How many babies have dermatitis and eczema? Allergies to formaldehyde resins may be the result of unreacted formaldehyde to formaldehyde arising from decomposition. Human data must be divided between two areas of state. Earlier studies when 5% formaldehyde in water was the standard diagnostic concentration and recent studies with 2% in water. The 5% formaldehyde concentration was usually high for diagnostic purposes. Even the 2% concentration is near the generally accepted irritancy threshold. All right, so formaldehyde causes a whole lot of problems. Formaldehyde uh, causes damage to the respiratory system, causing dryness of the mouth, throat, and olfactory fatigue, which is your sense of smell. Upper airway irritation due to formaldehyde, nervous system, olfactory fatigue. This is your sense of smell. You can no longer smell. An increased smell thresholds to rosemary, thymol, camphor, and tar were observed among plywood and particle board workers who use a lot of formaldehyde. Numerous nonspecific symptoms related to nervous system response have been mentioned. Formaldehyde from resins used in construction produced thirst, headaches, dizziness, apathy, and inability to concentrate. This is known since 1977, and they're putting in our vaccines. Workers exposed to formaldehyde complained of headaches, dizziness, disturbed sleep, weakness, and apathy. Studies in the USSR showed no electronoencephalographic changes in five subjects exposed to formaldehyde, but their subjects did respond with EEG changes, neurological changes, from formaldehyde exposure. Uh, we don't want formaldehyde in our babies. Why are they injecting inside of them? Don't do that. All right, now we're going to continue here. We've got what's called flu lavel. Flu lavel, very, very first ingredient is ovalbumin. Ovalbumin is white, egg whites. Formaldehyde is the second one, which has all the toxic side effects I just listed. And then they also have inside of it polysorbate 80, which is a chemical that punches holes in your blood-brain barrier. Then the other example of a newer vaccine for the flu is called Fluzone. Guess what the very first ingredient is? Formaldehyde. Guess what the second ingredient is? Egg protein. Snake protein, most likely. Snake egg protein. And then they have something called Triton X100. And then they also have thimerosal, which is mercury poisoning. I will look up Triton X100 here in just a second. So you'll learn more about what that is and why it's in there. And then uh, there's another flu zone called a high dose flu zone. The first ingredient is egg protein. So egg whites from snake eggs. 
Triton X100 is the next ingredient, and then formaldehyde. And then we get to flu mist. Flu mist is the only flu shot listed. That's an inhaled version. They spray it up your nose. It has monosodium glutamate in it. Do you know what MSG is? MSG is a preservative for foods, for artificial foods, processed foods. MSG is the abbreviation. And do you know that MSG is the first ingredient in flu mist for children? So you shoot the vaccine up your nose, monosodium glutamate's the first ingredient. That's going to hit what's called the olfactory bulb, which is at the top of your nose holes called your nostrils to help you smell. And did you know that monosodium glutamate is published to cause every neurological disorder on earth? In fact, there's a great book written by neurologists called Excitotoxins. I read this book like 20 something years ago. It's a huge book. In this book, they discuss, for example, that MSG used in a lot of Chinese food for some reason. They use more in Chinese food than anything else as a preservative. And if you're going to a Chinese buffet, all that food sitting out there has tons of MSG in it. Monosodium glutamate is published to cause Alzheimer's, Lou Gehrig's disease, uh, which is ALS. It's also published to cause uh, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia, brain fog, ADD, ADHD, you name it. All right. And then we get to the second ingredient of the flu mist you're inhaling up your nose. So the very first ingredient is a neurotoxin for your baby child in elementary school or you as an elderly. The second one is called a hydrolyzed porcine gelatin. Now, porcine means pig. So the second ingredient you're inhaling inside the nose to combat the flu is hydrolyzed pig gelatin. And then they have a amino acid called arginine, which is actually essential for the body, but it should be in our bloodstream because it's found in our food. And then sucrose is the fourth ingredient. Do you know that sucrose is sugar that suppresses your immune system and feeds all infections, including viruses and bacteria and fungus. And then also they include egg whites again, because we need more. And then gentamicin, which is another antibiotic that you don't need. The last ingredient is actually called EDTA. Now, I talk a lot about this on the Dr. Artist Show. In fact, I just released my own EDTA. Ethylene diamine tetraacetic acid is what it stands for. It's a heavy metal chelator, but it actually neutralizes all venoms. Now, I find this interesting. Did you know that inside of all asthma inhalers, they have a excipient, an ingredient called EDTA? And they state on in these documents that the amount of ingredients inside of these excipients, inside of vaccines, they're not enough to have any kind of therapeutic value. Oh, really? Did you know that in October of 2020, uh, American scientists studying COVID-19 victims were stricken with a question? They were wondering why asthma patients were, were not developing at all covid and they published that what they found was the reason they never developed COVID is because in all the inhalers for asthmatics, like this flu mist to inhale this vaccine, they contained an ingredient called EDTA. And what's crazy cool about EDTA, did you know that EDTA is published to neutralize and detoxify all venoms? And I'd been talking about this for two years now that COVID-19 was nothing more than weaponized venoms from all kinds of creatures. Italy researcher Carlo Brogna found that there was 36 different 
venoms from 36 different creatures in every COVID-19 patient's blood and feces. And it included king cobras, crate snakes, eastern brown snakes from India, all kinds of stuff. EDTA neutralizes all those snake venom components. So that was found in COVID-19 patients, and this is why it worked against COVID. You know what's amazing about that? The word virus means venom in Latin. The favorite language of medicine is Latin. So what if they're using EDTA inside these inhalers to help with what's something called flu mist because they know the flu is really just venom. And that venom is either aerosolized or put inside your food, uh, injected inside of you in the form of vaccines, and it's creating massive amounts of detrimental effects in, the, in their bodies. All right, so those are those ingredients. Now, I've got three and a half minutes left. It's time to actually look up Triton X100. And we're going to learn what in the world is this doing in so many of our X100. I want to know what is this doing inside of our vaccines. I mean, if you don't know, I'd like to know. All right, so here we go. Triton X100 inside the COVID, not COVID-19, inside of the flu shots starting at six months old in every American. Triton X100 is a non-ionic surfactant that has a hydrophilic polyethylene oxide chain. Well, this doesn't sound very organic. The hydrocarbon group is blah, blah. I'm not, I don't even want to read it. Uh, Triton X100 is slightly more hydrophilic than IGL, IGE PAL, California 630. This is a detergent, by the way. Triton X100 was originally a registered trademark of Rome and Haas Company. It was subsequently purchased by Union Carbide and then acquired by Dow Chemical Company upon the acquisition of Union Carbide. Soon afterward, in 2009, Dow also acquired Rome and Haas Company. All right, uses. I want to see what this is used for. Triton X100 is commonly used detergent in laboratories. I guess we need to inject detergent. I'm reading this quoted off of Wikipedia. Triton X100 is widely used to lyse cells, kill cells, to extract protein or organelles, or to permeabilize the membranes of living cells. Permeabilize? Do you know what that means? Permeate, do you know what permeate means? Punch holes in. Triton X100 is commonly used detergent in laboratories. Triton X100 is widely used to lyse or kill cells, cut cells open to extract protein or organelles. Well, what's the protein inside of the cells of our bodies? DNA, RNA, and then organelles. Organelles including mitochondria. What does mitochondria do? Creates all of your energy formation through what's called ATP. All right. Uh, they also list here that since the inclusion of Triton X100 in the candidate list of substances of very high concern for authorization, pharmaceutical companies as well as bioprocessing researching groups are in need of an alternative detergent, which must at the same time be eco-friendly and effective. Ideally, a Triton X100 replacement should generate minimal manufacturing process change because only then the necessary updates of regulatory fillings or filings for medicines could be realized. I just want you to know, this is under a section called Alternatives for Viral Inactivation. They're stating here that our government is requiring these people to take it out 
Oh, here we go. Triton X100. This is in that same paragraph. Triton X100. Uh, sorry, I just lost my place here on this paragraph. I'm getting there. Sorry, I lost my place there. At least I think I did. Okay, here we go. Triton X100 reduced as well as a novel compound, which was named Nereid after the mermaids in Greek mythology. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Triton X100. I just went through all the ingredients. Just so y'all know, you need to be supplementing selenium. You need to be supplementing vitamin C. Uh, and uh, you need to be supplementing bioactive copper. That'll help anybody the most at combating any viruses and the use of food grade hydrogen peroxide, even during the cold and flu seasons, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, six to eight, six to eight drops of food grade hydrogen peroxide and distilled water would be plenty Monday, Wednesday, Friday to get you through the cold season. If you're concerned, then also docs, viral defense, my product at the Dr. Artist show. Remember the only medicine is natural medicine because natural medicine first does no harm. There's so much we have to unlearn and I'm grateful to be able to unlearn it with you. So we can learn so much better. Something filled with love, with logic, and with light. Healers, you are a being of light. So remember that when you're looking for healing, to always look within first. May God the Almighty, the author of our souls, shine his divine light down upon us and upon everyone we love and surround us in the protection of his warm and healing embrace. I'm Dr. Brian Artis, CEO of the Dr. Artis Show and Artist Labs. Uh, this is Looking for Healing Radio. Please tune in tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific. And until then, I say... God bless you. We love you.